Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insights for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your host, Maria Moore, and in this episode, we're talking about something that has been in the news lately, a really big topic and an issue that has gotten worse as we went into the pandemic, and that is social media addiction. And oftentimes, folks come to me for... Uh, advice on how to lose weight. They want to become a client. They're trying to get healthier. And one of the biggest complaints that I hear is that folks just don't have enough time to exercise. They don't have enough time to meal prep and do the things required to achieve their fitness goals. Uh, But when I ask, well, how are you spending your time during the day? Oh, well, there's, you know, hanging out with the friends and there's watching that series on their favorite streaming service. And there's also hours and hours of time on social media. And spending too much time on social media can strip us of the joy we're supposed to be experiencing in real life. So I'm going to go through a list of warning signs that you might be addicted to social media. And I'm going to provide some suggestions on what you can do to get your life and your time back. Um, But first, let's start with a mind, body and business check in. And if you are familiar with this podcast, you know how this works. We check in with our mind, body, and business, looking at those goals that we set last week or even at the beginning of the month or beginning of the season to make sure that we're staying on track. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. It is so awesome to have you. And at the beginning of each podcast episode, I encourage a mind, body, and business check-in. And I just put all my business out there and tell you what I'm doing just to give you some thought starters to determine, you know, goals that you should set for yourself and how important it is to check in. And I like to give this reminder at the beginning of each episode, uh, you know, when you think about checking in with yourself, I hope the first thought is self-accountability because it's great to have a boss, a spouse, a good friend hold you accountable and say, hey, remember that thing that you said you were going to do? But ultimately, it is your responsibility. And when you think about businesses and big corporations and those who have done well and thrived, they check in with their employees. They make sure that everyone is on track with their goals and everyone understands what needs to be done. If there are any setbacks or misunderstandings or things that are standing in the way of productivity, they can be dealt with instead of lingering because the longer something lingers, the harder it is to fix. So that is the whole idea behind doing weekly check-ins with yourself. So think about some things that you want to do for your mind, body, and business. I encourage you just to pick one thing in each area So it's not overwhelming. And if you want to do that same thing week to week for an entire month, that is totally okay. Or maybe it's just a small task that you know you can get done in seven days. Determine what that is. Work on it intentionally. Then check in with yourself seven days later to see if you have stayed on track. So here's an example Uh, for my mind. This past week, I've realized that I have not been as connected with my family members, my blood relatives, many of them who live right here in the same state as me. 
Um, and I think a lot about how my grandmother always made it super important and a priority for us to get together as a family. And since she passed away almost 20 years ago, we just haven't been doing a good job at staying connected with each other. And not necessarily for a family reunion, but just calling on the phone, sitting down and having dinner, making sure that our kids are connecting with each other. So I want to be more intentional about that because it always feels good to me and it settles my mind. It's one less thing that I feel anxious about. So I had a chance to meet with my first cousin and his wife. We had dinner over there, me and my husband, and it was just really a great time. So I'm going to be more intentional uh, with checking in with my family members, even if that means it's a Facebook message to those family members that live out of town. I just want to make sure that I maintain those bonds with my family members. Other ideas in terms of your mind could be maybe you need to meditate more. Maybe there is a self-improvement book that has been sitting on your shelf that you know will enhance your life if you actually read it. What do you want to do for your mind? What would you like to complete over the next seven days or month that will enhance your mindset, your mental health. Think about that, write it down, and work on it. Uh, Moving on to the body. I have been doing so well with my SSS meal plan. That's a smoothie, a solid, and a smoothie. It has made things so simple for me. Um, Within just two weeks, I'm already seeing the changes in my body. I have been maintaining a 14-hour fast from my last meal to my first meal. And there are some things I've been doing consistently that have helped me turn the corner. Even as a wellness coach, it can be challenging to stay on top of my own wellness goals. I found really this entire year, most of 2023, I've been in this service mode for my clients, for my children, for my husband, which is really my job. It's what I'm supposed to do, but it shouldn't come at the expense of my own self-care. So at the beginning of this third quarter, I decided I was going to take a break, scale back on my coaching business so that I could just really focus on me. A couple of the things that helped me turn the corner, of course, is sticking to a consistent, simple meal plan. So I have been making these amazing smoothies at home, saving the $10 per smoothie that I was spending at the smoothie spot. So that has really helped my pockets. And in the middle of the day, I enjoy a nutrient-dense meal that includes all the macronutrients, proteins, healthy fats, and carbohydrates. I've been doing a lot of Mediterranean dishes, and it has been working great for me. I haven't been feeling as bloated. My stomach is flat in the morning, and I've seen some changes on the scale, which should not be the end-all because the way you feel should take priority over how much you weigh. So I encourage you, if you're trying to make some changes with your body, it could be that you're already doing what you need to do in terms of food and exercise. Maybe you're not sleeping well. You know, maybe you need to drink more water. What can you do over the next seven days or over the next month to enhance your body? Pick one thing and stay consistent with it. And I'm sure that you'll really be proud of your progress over that period of time. Uh, Lastly, for my business. Keeping it simple, mainly focusing on this podcast. I shared a couple of episodes ago that this podcast has been renewed for another year. Yay. I feel you smiling and clapping your hands right now. Appreciate the love. Um, I would also appreciate a rating or review in Apple Podcasts if you haven't dropped one yet. That really helps out with uh, the engagement and the way this podcast is ranked. So if you have a chance, please drop a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. But yeah, this podcast has been renewed for another year. I don't necessarily see this as... um, a business because doing this podcast is truly a passion of mine. I enjoy this work. 
I value being aligned with my purpose and the messages and the interviews and the conversations that are inside of this podcast. But I also know from a business aspect how important it is to grow the podcast and make sure that people know that we're here. That is really where I'm placing my priority over the next month. So if you listen to future episodes and I don't have much of an update with business, just know that I'm really focused on this podcast and working with the team, making sure that we're staying consistent on social media, getting really good guests in to have conversations that empower people, um, really researching topics that are of interest and are rooted in inspiration. Um, So that is what I'm focusing on for my quote unquote business. What are you doing for your mind, body and business? I gave you some examples of what I'm doing, but you know, it's your life, it's your goals, it's your individual circumstance, it's your dreams. What can you do to enhance your mind, body and business, especially in ways that are aligned with your individual goals? Of course, you can check in and let me know how you're doing on our social media accounts. We're on Instagram and Facebook at M. BB pod. Also keep in mind that on Instagram, you can DM any questions that you have for me. And I might include your question in the podcast. It's called tell me more. And it's your chance to submit a question, mind, body, business, fitness, nutrition, exercise, self-improvement, entrepreneurship. I'll do my best to answer that question, uh, but you got to send that over to me via DM. And I do have a tell me more question that I'll be sharing later in this podcast episode. But right now, let's jump into this topic of social media addiction. And of course, when I come with these episode uh, topics, they are typically inspired by a conversation that I've had earlier in the week. And this is coming from a topic that we did on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show about social media addiction. And some of the stats really blew me away. Um, Social Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Media, of course, we know it's a powerful tool to stay connected to loved ones, to network, to take advantage of business opportunities, to laugh. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on social media. Uh, But according to a study done by Empower Wellness, 68 percent, specifically African-Americans. But I think it might be safe to say at least half of us, no matter what your ethnic background, are addicted to social media in some way, shape or form. So where does this addiction come from? You may have heard of the term dopamine, the rush that your brain gets when something you're doing is satisfying. This can be connected to a feeling of accomplishment, of recognition, anything that's making you feel good. So people can get a dopamine rush through the validation they receive from likes and positive comments on their post. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I post something, you know, I'm checking it every 15 minutes, every hour to see, well, who's liking it? What do they have to say? I don't know if that's a natural human instinct or we have been programmed to be that way since social media has been out, but I am guilty of it. 
Now, when you think about a constant stream of dopamine that you can get from social media, uh, the brain's feel-good chemical, it can cause people who use social media to constantly visit the sites to continue to feel those positive sensations. You know, I had to set a timer. And when I evaluated how much screen time I was spending online overall, it was more than 10 hours. And at least six of those hours were on social media. And when you think about six hours of your day, oh my gosh, I think even two hours of your day on social media is a lot. But when you add up those five-minute check-ins, those 30-minute rabbit holes that you go down, clicking from one video to the next, that time adds up. And like I was saying earlier, it strips us of the joy we should be experiencing in real life, making those human connections, achieving our goals, being human, (laughs) feeling and thinking and talking and, um, you know, just doing things that make us feel good that aren't attached to a device or a social media site. There were a lot of interesting things that this study revealed, um, and it had a list of warning signs that you may be addicted to social media. Think to yourself, do any of these resonate with you? Uh, You may be addicted to social media if you're having the urge to check your social media accounts constantly. Think about it. Can you go a full hour without checking in on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, There are some people that do. And, you know, I admire folks who don't even have accounts because they're not stuck in this trance uh, that we call social media. Uh, Think about this. Problems in your personal life as a result of social media or the Internet. Are you getting in arguments? Any other problems that may arise as a result of being on social media for yourself or for your relationships? Uh, Negative impacts on your physical or mental health and emotional well-being. Are you staying up late at night on social media? Are you dropping the phone on your face because you're falling asleep? Is it disrupting your sleeping patterns? Is it disrupting connections with important people in your life? Um, Here's a big one. Eating, sleeping, and using the bathroom on your phone. So just talking about sleeping, can you have a whole meal without having your phone propped up and scrolling through, whether you're watching a video on a streaming service or you're looking at one of the social media sites, the bathroom is a big one. You know, um, you already done did your business and your booty and your legs getting numb and you're still on social media while you're sitting on the toilet. That could be a sign that you have a social media addiction. Here's another one. Trying to cut back or stop being on social media and you're just not able to. Um, I know some people, their brains, they just itch. You see people riding the train. You see people standing in line waiting for their food. You see people in the grocery store, even in the gym, just cannot put their phone down. Experiencing physical or mental discomfort when you're not using social media, that could be a sign that you're addicted. Using social media in unsafe conditions. Can you even drive for 10 to 15 minutes without checking your phone? Um, I know there's laws in the state that I live in, and that's Georgia, but very frequently I'll drive by someone and I'll notice that they're on their phone. Reduced real-world social interaction. This is a really big one. You know, social media has provided an escape, and we spend so much time on it. And, yes, these connections that we're making are really great on social media. I've met some really close friends Women I consider sisters, I've met them on social media. But when you are tied into that world, uh, that social media trance, like I mentioned before, sometimes you can neglect those real world social interactions that are so important for your emotional and mental health. And even going further, thinking about kids, you know, making those connections with their peers, um, having those 
in-person interactions are so important, but spending so much time on social media can be detrimental to those connections. Here's the last one. Experiencing one or more of the warning signs that I just mentioned and refusing to cut back on your use of social media. So maybe when you started this episode, you didn't think that you were addicted. Maybe you thought, oh, you know, I just spend too much time, but there might be a little bit of an addiction. Maybe not that deep. Maybe you're not spending six hours on social media. Uh, But if you feel like you are stuck sometimes and you just can't put the phone down, you can't stop checking in, you can't stop posting comments and liking and checking to see what people think of you, there could be a problem. And so I want to dig deeper into that and hopefully provide some insight and solutions on how you can do a better job at prioritizing your time. Yes, still getting it in on social media, but not going overboard and making the most of those human connections. So I'm going to pick three things off of that list of warning signs you might be addicted to social media. I don't want to go through every last one of them, but the ones that I think that maybe people struggle with the most based on the conversations I've had and also um, research that I've done. So let's look at this one. You may be addicted to social media if you are replacing hobbies and other activities you enjoy with social media usage. Let's focus on the word enjoy. Because maybe those hobbies and activities that you were doing and now you're doing social media instead, maybe you don't enjoy them anymore. When we talked about this topic on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, I asked everyone on the cast and our special guest host who was there, Latoya Luckett, formerly of Destiny's Child, we're seven months into 2023, what is one thing that you've done this year that you have never done in your entire life? And it was crickets. (laughs) Like everybody was like, wow, I haven't done anything new. Um, And I'm not saying that my coworkers on the morning show are addicted to social media. They probably use it a lot. We have to use it a lot for our jobs. But when I think about people spending tons of time on social media, oftentimes that's a result of boredom because you don't feel like you have anything better to do. And I'll use myself as an example. There were things that I did two, three, five years ago that, man, I woke up every day and I just look forward to doing them. The work that I did with my apparel brand, I woke up really excited because I was just learning how Facebook ads work and I was putting together my website and all of these other things. And that is not who I am today. Let's just leave it there, okay? I am excited about being an entrepreneur and creating that stream of income through my apparel line, but I burned myself out um, and the way that I was doing it back then isn't as appealing as it is to me now. And I shared in this podcast that one of my goals is to transition my apparel brand to print on demand so that I am not filling the orders in my house and getting my adult children to help me out with it. But back then I really looked forward to it. But as time went by, it didn't feel as exciting to me. I started to look for other things to fill my time, even mundane, stupid things that just were serving no purpose um, because I was bored. And I have found that also in my wellness journey. You know, there was one time when CrossFit was it. I was waking up early in the morning, couldn't sleep at night because I was so excited. And I know that sounds crazy, but at that time I felt so challenged doing it. 
Uh, same way when I was prepping for my bodybuilding competition, there were moments inside of that prep where I was just really excited and I looked forward to it. But those aren't the modalities that I'm into right now. I'm really into dancing. Um, I'm still into strength training, but I'm not trying to lift a bunch of heavy weights. And that type of training that I did several years ago is no longer appealing to me. And God forbid dance not be appealing to me 10 years from now. Hope uh, I still continue to love it as much as I do now because it really does bring me a lot of joy. But I may explore and discover other things. But what I've learned is it's really about how I feel and what keeps me engaged, what makes me excited to do that thing. So I found that through Cuban Salsa, shared that in this podcast before, been taking classes consistently every week since the beginning of the year. And my husband joined me. I've been learning Spanish. I've been learning new ways to market myself on social media. I'm doing things in this year that I wasn't doing three to five years ago that excite me. This podcast excites me. At one point, it was having a midday show in a single market. There are certain things that my husband and I do inside of our marriage as a couple traveling and just doing different things together that we didn't do three to five years ago. So if you find yourself on social media a lot, um, one thing that I encourage you to do, um, and if you felt, ooh, oh my gosh, um, I can't think of anything new I've done this year that I haven't done before. And I'm not saying you got to go skydiving. Think about an activity or some type of interest that you have put to the side and haven't explored yet. Hopefully you can find something that will enhance your mind. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details body and business that will boost your self-esteem that will encourage human connection um get out a pen and paper and just write some things down what have you always wanted to do what's an interest that you haven't explored yet before this year ends or whenever you are listening to this podcast i encourage you to try something new um something that interests you that you haven't explored yet do it within the next 30 days now let's keep evaluating this list. Uh, here's another one. You may be addicted to social media if you are eating, sleeping, and using the bathroom with your phone. Yes. Is it difficult for you to sit and have a meal and eat for about 20, 25 minutes without having to look at your phone, having to scroll on social media, watch a video or whatever? Are you having a hard time giving your full attention to the meal? Or are you eating really fast so you can get it over with and get back to social media? Might be an addiction there. Um, if you are falling asleep on your phone, you cannot put it down. You already didn't check your emails. Uh, you already didn't put your post up. You have done everything that you needed to do. And you scroll and you're looking at stuff that you ain't even interested in. Might be addicted. Uh, going to the bathroom is a big one. What, what is this? Uh, you're not really supposed to be in there that long. I read online and I've heard from many physicians, some who have been featured on this podcast, 
that if you are going to the bathroom, you know, the one that requires a little bit more time, you should be able to get that done within a few minutes, 30 to 90 seconds. You know, once you get that feeling in your stomach, you should be able to get that release going unless there's something else going on. Uh, But oftentimes that does happen. It happens within the first couple of minutes and maybe the first 30 to 90 seconds. But folks just sit on the toilet (laughs) and still scrolling on their phone after they've done their business. So I think that is pretty much a sign that you may be addictive. Can't even put your phone down for a few minutes to use the bathroom. Plus, you know, you're touching your phone, you're in a bathroom. That's germy. And that's a whole different podcast topic. But yeah, if you are struggling with putting your phone down when you eat, when you sleep, and uh, when you use the bathroom, there's definitely an issue. Let's talk specifically about sleeping. Creating a nighttime routine is key. You know, oftentimes people feel like, well, if I'm on social media, I'm just going to stay on until I get sleepy or keep the TV on until I get sleepy. But a lot of times people are pushing through their drowsiness, their sleepiness to stay awake because that FOMO, that fear of missing out, you're so drawn to the content you're looking at on social media. So one thing that you can do is set a social media curfew. You know, it could be seven o'clock, eight o'clock. I encourage you to make it at least two hours before you intend to go to bed. So creating a nighttime routine could be something as simple as, okay, well, I eat dinner, I shower, I brush my teeth, I read a chapter in my book, I meditate, I turn on my spa music, something that settles me, and then I go to sleep. Having a good nighttime routine um, will be key in helping you stay off that phone late at night. Uh, In terms of the bathroom, you just got to make it a rule. You have to leave that phone in another room or in a drawer or something while you use the bathroom. It's only a couple of minutes. You won't miss it, but you need to create a habit of doing that. Um, Same thing when you're eating. Try to have at least one meal per day without looking at your phone. Focus on the food, chewing it, tasting it, digesting it, all of those things. Being present with your meals and the nutrients that are fueling your body instead of the distraction of social media, especially if you are sitting and eating with your family. Put that phone down and you have to set some boundaries and some rules for yourself. Pay attention. It may be so much of a habit for you to sleep eat and use the bathroom on your phone that you don't even know it. But pay particular attention one day. Man, I was on my phone when I was eating. I was on my phone right before I went to bed at night. I had to bring my phone in the bathroom with me. Um, A lot of people don't realize that there's a problem. So be intentional about setting those boundaries, creating a nighttime routine, and keeping that phone away when you are doing important things, especially spending time with your family, eating, resting and using the bathroom. And the third thing I want to look at on this list of you might be addicted to social media if you can't go a full hour without checking your social media accounts. There are a lot of things I can go without for a full hour. I can go without food for a full hour. I can go without sleep. I can go without water for an hour. An hour is not that long (laughs) to deny yourself of something. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, when was the last time I checked social media? Think to yourself, is a whole lot going to change over an hour? If you find yourself unable to fight the urge to go a full hour without checking your social media, some people can't even go 15 minutes without checking social media. You may be addicted. Please address that. Please be real with yourself. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, when I looked at my screen time and I evaluate specifically how much time I was spending on social media, it was about six hours in the day. 
So in those pockets um, of hours, of my waking hours, you think I'm spending about six to eight hours sleeping. Um, I'm spending a significant amount of time um, going from place to place so I'm not on my phone. So when I'm stationary, I'm checking my phone a lot, and I didn't even realize it. And that's what addiction is. It puts you in this cycle, in this loop. It becomes so ingrained as a habit. It creates this type of hold on you. So here are some things that you can do to be more intentional about that. And just going back to my point is that, you know, you can be on social media for a really long time and then not feel like it because you're constantly clicking. Maybe you're being entertained. Maybe you're being inspired, you know. So you can set time limits, whether you have an iPhone or Droid. Most of those social media apps allow you to set time limits. So right now I put mine at two hours and I can check my social media in 15 minute intervals when I'm posting to promote my radio shows, podcast episodes, when I'm trying to connect with friends or just get on social media to get a quick laugh because laughing is good for the soul, right? So setting those times and getting alerts when you go beyond those time limits. Another way is to look at apps um, in any of the app stores that have good ratings and are legit. You can download an app that will track your usage and limit your access. So there are certain apps that just lock you out from the uh, social media site altogether. Now, if your addiction is real bad, you might need to go to that extreme. But it's really about getting your life and your mind and your time back. Time is something that we don't get back. We can earn more money. We can get a new job. We can buy new homes. There are so many things that we have opportunities to do over, uh, but time is not one of them. And we need to make sure that we're making the most of our time and to not allow it to be wasted by spending hours and hours on social media doing mindless things. So in addition to reclaiming your time, limiting your time on social media can improve your health from the inside out. I'm talking your mental health, your physical well-being, all of that. So if some of these warning signs resonated with you, do what you can to pull back from the amount of time you're spending on social media. All right, moving on. It's time for your tell me more question. And this is a chance for you to DM me any questions that you have for the podcast, mind, body, business, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, feel good vibes. And today's question comes from Tamira. She is from Massachusetts. And Tamira has a question about finding a personal trainer. She says, hey, Maria, I have been up and down on the weight loss roller coaster for about 18 months now. I hired three different trainers, but did not really get the results that I wanted. What should I look for in a good personal trainer? Well, Tamira, this is such a great question because I think oftentimes people judge who they hire as a personal trainer by how that personal trainer looks or how strong or fast that personal trainer is. So there's several things you should look for. Number one, you wanna make sure that the personal trainer has experience with helping clients achieve goals aligned with yours. For example, if you're trying to lose 30 pounds, you need to ask that trainer, hey, have you ever had a client, a woman in her 40s who has tried to lose 30 pounds? What were her results? I think it's a great sign that a personal trainer has experience helping other people achieve goals that are aligned with yours. So I would definitely ask for some testimonials. It blows my mind 
these really popular personal trainers, these fitness quote unquote experts, and you don't see any testimonials on their page or you see one or two, maybe three, maybe five, but they have a million followers. They should be getting people results. So make sure you look for that. Don't be fooled by the numbers and the stats and how good they look. Make sure you have a very specific example of what they can do as a personal trainer. Number two, and this is more of work for you, most personal trainers know what they're doing. They can give you an exercise routine. They can recommend some meals. They can give you advice on how much water to drink. But ultimately, it's really up to you. And I think oftentimes folks hire a personal trainer to tell them what to do. But the foundation to achieve success, especially if you are trying to lose weight or even if you're trying to build muscle, you have to go in it with your mind made up. You have to have a certain level of discipline. Some personal trainers just don't inspire that. (laughs) You know, some personal trainers aren't gonna hype you up and give you those words of encouragement if you're the type of person who needs that. You know, so it's really important that you go in knowing the work that you have to do. And if you need someone who's going to be a motivator, who's going to check in with you, maybe send you a text message, an email, Some people need more than just a meal plan and an exercise guide. They need those check-ins. So determine where you are and how much you need in terms of the mental aspect of achieving your goals. Those are the two things I will look for. Testimonials, making sure that the personal trainer has experience to help you achieve those goals. And then someone who's going to motivate you and keep you inspired while also checking yourself to make sure that you are going into it with the mindset and discipline to get the results you want to achieve. Thank you so much, Tamira, for that question. And if you have a question that you would like included in the podcast, again, shoot me a DM on Instagram at MBBpod. You know, folks these days have a lot of questions about finding affordable prescriptions because prescription meds can be expensive, especially if you have a big family like I do, family of six, not to mention all of the other things, the priorities in your life that you need to designate money to. Well, Walmart Pharmacy offers prescriptions for conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. You know, for me, having a family of six means I'm in Walmart weekly, y'all. I mean, sometimes, daily. Uh, We just wrapped up back-to-school shopping, but I appreciate how we can shop for so many essential things at Walmart. You know, I stay with a packed schedule, and I'm constantly looking for ways to get more done in less time. Walmart knows your family's health, wellness, and budget are your top priorities. And if you need to transfer any of your prescriptions, it's easier than you think at Walmart. Think about it. Why not transfer your prescriptions to the place you shop at weekly? My favorite part, generic prescriptions starting as low as $4. Now, if you or someone you know doesn't have insurance or maybe you're underinsured, having access to affordable medications can be a lifesaver. Affordable generic prescriptions can help you stay on top of your health needs and budget with $4 RX. Don't wait, find your pharmacy and switch your prescriptions today. Welcome to your all-in-one stop. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com or your Walmart pharmacist for details. And we thank Walmart for being such a great partner on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. With that said, that is a wrap for this episode. As always, I appreciate your ear and appreciate your rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to drop that if you haven't already. Again, check me out throughout the week on social media, Facebook and Instagram at MVBpod. I look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Until then, take care.